You're listening to episode two of the Thriving Mom podcast. Five steps to finding joy in eating as a thriving mom. If eating feels like a chore to you, or maybe it's something you don't look forward to doing, then stick around because we're diving into how you can find joy in eating once again. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm Emil Guta, mom, non-diet nutritionist, and intuitive eating counselor. The pursuit of balance in motherhood has left many of us feeling overwhelmed when it comes to eating well and managing our health. So I've made it my mission to help smart moms like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, Mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. I'd like to kick off this podcast with some foundational beliefs that I'd like you to challenge because our mindsets about motherhood is what drives everything we do and the results we get. So I'm excited to talk about joy and eating because it's one of the things that we struggle with. You know, there's so much noise about what's right versus wrong, healthy versus unhealthy to eat. And sometimes it feels like you're better off not eating at all. So I've got a story to share with you on why I think we need to find that joy once again. When I was doing uh, community nutrition presentations, time and time again, I noticed how differently the newcomers to Canada interacted with food, which was quite different from the norm. And I use norm here in air quotes because even though I'm an immigrant as well, I think after spending a decade in Canada, I started interacting with food very differently from how I did when I was growing up in Nigeria. So I remember doing these food classes and asking the participants to tell me how they ate. And boy, will I tell you the stories. From the women who told me that they loved eating rice so much that they ate it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, even dessert, (laughs) to the parents whose kids didn't want to take their traditional foods to school because their friends told them that the foods smell. I know I've been there. And even the men who depended on Chef Boyardi canned spaghetti because that was all he could afford to eat while he was trying to get back on his feet. So there are so many of them, but one thing I noticed throughout my interaction with these folks was the joy that they had. I mean, they did their best and owned those eating experiences. They weren't ashamed of it. So I also did my best not to interfere with my own prescriptive nutrition education. So given the culture that we live in, none of those people would be considered to be of optimal health because their eating choices don't fit the norm. Norm here again, in air quotes. But they were happy. They enjoyed their lives, enjoyed their food, and they found it fulfilling. So truthfully, that experience shaped how I came to view food and eating. Our attitudes around eating makes a big difference in whether we enjoy it or not. And the culture we live in, which is diet culture, I'll talk about I'll talk more about that in another episode has led many of us to lose the joy in eating. Perhaps that's what we need to find again. 
so that we can stop stressing over food. Ellen Satter puts it this way, people who do well with eating feel good about it, enjoy all kinds of food, they eat as much as they want, feed themselves regularly and reliably, they're competent with eating. I mean, isn't that what you and I want? We want to feel good about eating and we want to enjoy it. Before we dive into the steps, I'd like to talk about what normal eating means as defined by Ellen Satter because that's what the that's the guide that I use when I'm looking at how I'm eating and also when I'm helping my clients. So here we go. Normal eating is going to the table hungry and eating until you're satisfied. It's being able to choose food you like and eat it and truly get enough of it, not just stop eating because you think you should. Normal eating is being able to give some thought to the food selection so you get nutritious food, but not being so wary and restrictive that you miss out on enjoyable food. Normal eating is giving yourself permission to eat sometimes because you're happy, sad, or bored, or just because it feels good. Normal eating is mostly three meals a day, or four or five, or it can be choosing to munch along the way. It's leaving some cookies on the plate because you know you have some again tomorrow, or eating more now because they taste so wonderful. And normal eating is trusting your body to make up for your mistakes in eating. Normal eating takes up some of your time and attention, but keeps its place as only one important area of your life. In short, normal eating is flexible. It varies in response to your hunger, your schedule, your proximity to food, and your feelings. I love that last one. And I'm sure you can see how normal eating is highly subjective depending on so many factors that may or may not be within your control. But best of all, it's flexible, it's adaptable, and ebbs and flows without restriction. So imagine how different your relationship with food would look like if you followed that definition of normal eating. Would you be willing to let yourself enjoy sweets and treats with your kids? Because it's an opportunity to hang out rather than worry about the sugar? How about just taking time to prepare your meals so that you can eat as a form of self-care? I'm a big proponent of eating as a form of self-care. Let's talk about giving yourself permission to explore your cravings. Would you do that? Now, if you've been on any kind of restrictive eating pattern, this may not make sense to you. But stick with me because you and I know that those restrictive eating patterns leave you feeling guilty, afraid, or ashamed. And these are feelings that people who eat normally don't experience when it comes to food. So my girlfriend and I were having this conversation the other day and we were talking about how differently the brains or the thought patterns of people who eat normally and people who have dieted, how different they think when it comes to food and we talked about this idea of someone could eat an entire box of pizza one day without a second thought and then another day they just pick one slice of pizza and they're good because they're not that hungry and in this case she was talking about how she had a burger and a milkshake and for a day she did not eat because she was thinking about how much she didn't deserve to eat that food, and now she had to make up for the calories. And while we were talking, she was hungry, but she had convinced herself that she wasn't going to eat. 
So we had this whole conversation. I guess I should have checked in on her to see if she ate after. But this is what happens. When you are a normal eater, you're not preoccupied with eating because eating is just one part of your life. So enough of that. How do you find the joy in eating? Number one, recognize that your body is not broken. We're all born with the ability to eat normally, but sometimes, and somewhere along the line, someone messes with that ability to trust our bodies and do what our bodies were created to. It could have been a caregiver, could be a health practitioner, or even the news and the things that we read. These interrupt that natural ability. But the truth and the good news is we can always reconnect to that ability. We can go back to what our bodies were created to do, which is use food to fuel our lives so that we can carry out our daily activities. Number two, change how you engage with food and eating. So food has never been the problem. I mean, what is food? It's just a bunch of macro and micronutrients that our bodies use as fuel, period. How you engage with food matters. The thoughts you have about food you're eating and what it means to you matter. Remember the people I talked about from my nutrition classes? They ate what they ate without thinking about making up for not eating ideal foods, which oftentimes this has been shaped by diet culture standards. So imagine if the women who ate rice almost every day were having diet culture thoughts. It would have been something like, oh, I'm so bad for eating rice all the time. Rice is high in carbs, and that's not healthy for me. They would have missed out on recognizing that overall they had a balanced eating pattern, which included other foods. I mean, we got to talk about the soups that they enjoyed making, the vegetables that they enjoyed eating, and it was just a part of their diet. Or the parents with the kids and traditional foods would have thought, maybe we should stop eating all our foods because they smell, and they're not included in Canada's food guide. But then they would have forgotten that their traditional foods are very much a part of their culture and heritage. It's what makes them unique. Or the man with Chef Boyardi would have thought, well, I better spend my money on only the good foods. Forgetting that his income is limited, he wouldn't have learned that canned foods can also be part of a nutritious lifestyle. Friends, diet culture leads to anxiety, fear, worries, and shame around food. So you have to recognize how these show up in how you engage with food and eating and choose to change them. I'll share how you can change these thoughts in a future episode. So if you're subscribed, that's great. And if not, you better do so so you don't miss out on that episode. It's going to be fun. Number three, commit to feeding yourself regularly by creating an eating rhythm that works for you. Keyword here is you. You have to think about eating as self-care and make sure that you meet your needs. And we're not talking about perfect meal planning here or meal prepping. It's how you approach your feeding. So for many moms, I know they wait until the last minute. Or even women in general, we're always so busy. But we need to take time out of our days to plan to feed ourselves. Don't wait until you're very hungry to think about what you'll eat Else you'll just end up eating what you don't even enjoy just because that's what's available. Or you might be hangry and start snapping at your family. I know I've done that many times. So make sure that your rhythm includes meals where you can focus and eat mindfully. 
For example, if eating dinner with your kids is always chaotic, perhaps you can make sure that you eat most of your meals when they're not with you so that you can be present with your meals. You can still eat at dinner time, but you won't be overly hungry and you can just eat a little bit, but then you get to spend time with them and you feel a little bit more relaxed because you've already fed yourself. Number four, this ties into the uh, third point as well. Don't let your family interfere with your feeding. Yes, as moms, this is very difficult. But you have to make sure that people don't interfere with your feeding. Why? Just think back before you got married or you had a partner. You probably started out with a wide variety of foods. And over time, your eating started to change based on your partner's food preferences And if you have a kid or a couple, your eating probably changed based on that too. And next thing you know, you're sitting with a dry piece of chicken fingers and you don't even like chicken fingers. I know that's been me. So when you plan meals for your family, make sure that you're including foods that you truly enjoy. This is how I actually got my kids to start eating carrots. I love eating blue corn chips with carrots and hummus. And for a long time, I only ate it at work. So I would buy my groceries and take it to work because I just wasn't going to be bothered about trying to ask them if they wanted to eat or get people poking at my food. So I just left it there. But over time, I started bringing it back uh, home and I would eat it in the evenings when I was feeling like I needed something or I would just eat it in general. And of course, the kids came and they started eating the chips because hello it's corn chips they ate that and over time they started eating the carrots too and then my older daughter actually started having the hummus too which was very strange to me obviously i was excited because it just meant that i could bring this food home and we've expanded our eating variety so that felt good but all i'm saying is don't let your family's food preferences shrink yours because it doesn't feel good. Finally, reconnect with your innate power around food. If you've been on any form of food restriction, you'll need to reconnect to your inner intuitive and competent eater. There are many ways you can do so, but I recommend using intuitive eating as a guide. If you'd like to do this on your own, there's an intuitive eating guide by Evelyn Tripoli and Elise Risch. I'll include a link to this show notes. You can also seek support from a trained intuitive eating counselor like myself or check out the intuitive eating professional directory for a counselor in your area. All these links will be included in the show notes so that you can see them. So my friends, you can find joy in eating if you commit to normal eating. As Ellen Satter says, she has also researched and validated the competence eating model that showed that people who eat normally, they experience better outcomes in their overall health. They eat nutritionally adequate, nutritionally adequate foods. I can't talk today. Nutritionally adequate foods and develop satisfying relationships with other people. So in general, normal eating just leaves you feeling relieved to know that your eating can change at any time. And it's okay to be okay with it. Alright friends, I've given you a lot to think about here, so I hope you found it helpful. 
And I'm curious to know what you think of the episode. So please let me know by sending an email to hello at oliveandbliss.ca or send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at oliveandblisswellness. Until next time, my friends, stay thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. If you hadn't had a chance yet, please be sure to subscribe, review, and rate the podcast so that other moms can benefit too. Each review is so important to me and I get to share them with our community of thriving moms. Be sure to tune in next week for another dose of inspiration to help you thrive on your motherhood journey. Until next time, keep thriving mama.